Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And what happens when you get there to DryerBuzz.com? Most people, and we have done this as a test. We've experimented, y'all. When people, when the site and, and information and all that comes up, we've watched in amazement at the experience that people have when they go to the site. Not, never, never mind the feedback. So we know that for the past 17 years, we've been doing this thing and doing it well and doing it great and doing it good. And if you're first time hearing this and sometime off into the future and you look at the date and you realize, wait, this one, honey, there must be more. I must binge. You must binge on Buzz. So whatever platform that our voice is coming through for you right now, whether it's in a live environment, which is how we record each and all of our podcasts, or if you're catching the replay and you like me and the dog, the dog is like, oh, she just started a podcast. Let me figure out what I need to do, where I need to go. Getting stirred around in the morning. It may not be morning. It could be afternoon. It could be evening. This is just that time when you figure out like, wait, I need to get out of this bed. It has been uh, awesome and amazing for me doing this podcast because waking up to something consistently that I have, especially in this time of life when it's not a whole lot I have to wake up and do, but to wake up and say, I can, I'm going to speak out loud into the universe for about 30 to 45 minutes. And sometimes it'll go on. Cause you know what? We do it easy like Sunday morning. This one is recorded on a Sunday morning. And we of course take time to find moments that hopefully you don't have to look too far to find something to be grateful for. First of all, breath of life. Okay. And then not only do I get the breath of life, thank you. But then I also get to just stop and podcast. And before I podcast, I got to stop and sit quietly and think. And before I did that, I got a chance to scroll my timeline, look at some of the memories and some of the glorious things that happened. Like, you know, this being this right here, I know people like say, look, the rotation around the sun. I'm looking at the way woke people say happy birthday. I'm like, how do you even get to that? How do you get to that point? I'm like, I don't know how many other ways to say happy birthday. And I might not know. I just, I'm like, what is wrong with saying just happy birthday? <laughs> have you ever seen those posts or you have those friends who are uh, part of the woke community and they have, they have a way of a different way of saying everything, right? It puts you in your feelings, right? Sometimes I'm in my feelings and that's what we call this. We call it wake up feelings. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to talk particularly about the woke people, but I do have some woke friends. And one of the things I love about my timeline and even my circles is, you know, they are uh, diverse in the sense that people who come from all walks and experiences in life. And I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, man, they got 50,000 ways just to say happy birthday. I don't have time. I like Facebook, like so-and-so got a birthday. Happy birthday. I'm, I'm that person over here hitting the H and the happy pops up, then the B and the B pops up, and then all those emojis pop up. You drop a couple of those, and you keep them moving, right? It doesn't mean that I don't feel like, you know, it's like, listen, <laughs> it's the keep it moving part. Happy birthday. Speaking of birthdays, um, these podcasts, of course, let me tell y'all what I was doing on a Sunday, Sunday morning uh, 24 years ago. I was looking at the amazement at how my family had grown again. And uh, blessed with a son after, after how my kids I always get on me because I say it this way, a son after three daughters. So you already know it was a miracle up in here. And uh, but 
interesting enough, my son, uh, even though I was on uh, a Sunday, the hospital that he was born in spent all day Sunday trying to convince me that I could go home and leave my baby because my baby wasn't well enough to go home. Uh, on the first, on, you know, you know that you give birth, they throw you out of the hospital. You know, when I had my first child, having a baby when I had my first child was like a full-on vacation, mini retreat, going to the spa and all that. You were going to get four to five good days in the hospital to just chill and ease your way into motherhood. Now, today, you have the baby, you blink, okay, you're good to go, you know, because insurance is like, get them out of there, push them out of there. Insurance is dictating everything, right? I'm still, 24 years later, all up in my feelings. Wake up, feelings. Yes, I'm still all up in my feelings because from the from the firstborn to the fourth, that whole dynamic about birthing changed. Now, mind you, 24 years later, where are we? We are back in, we are in. I don't know if we're back in because we, I don't think we've ever seeing the, well, I think we have, you know, when people talk about make America great again, um, we were in such epidemic proportions, um, before modern times. Well, guess what? Today we are back 2019 as we roll into 2020. The hardest thing for a woman to do these days is have a safe birth. Right. And I can tell you in the four, in the 10 year span that I was having children from the first one, uh, who is 30, oh man, this is, 2020 is that year, oh my God, from, golly, 34 years ago from having the first one to 24 years ago to having the fourth one, ain't nothing changed but the insurance, okay, which dictated a lot of the hospital, the medical staff, which is to the point now, which is why people are suing like crazy, everybody's walking out of the hospital with millions of dollars because there's such failure in our healthcare system, because there's such failure in who pays for our a healthcare system and, and such dictates that are going on that listen, listen, astronomical numbers of women, particularly African-American black women. Let me tell you, honey, if your melanin is popping, you better have an advocate going into that hospital system. You better have somebody looking at, especially if you don't know your doctor, especially, and that's, I think, largely part of the problem. Let's get into our feelings about this is that most people don't know that. Mind you, my mother was in healthcare, particularly my mother was in obstetrics uh, for the majority of her life and family planning for part of that and all from every essence of it, right? So naturally, my having children, uh, I had the best um, care in the household. And when I went into the hospital, I had somebody overseeing all of that. But still, giving birth on a holiday weekend when all of the hospital staff is uh, contract or, or, or everybody else is on vacation and, uh, and they've called in God knows who and what, and not still, it's some wonderful people who do every essence of the job. I understand there's some wonderful people out there overseeing that most of us don't fall through the cracks from, from every level of hospitality, service industry, policing. We understand there's some good in everything. There's some good in everybody. But it gets overwhelming when you have the stories, when people have to get in their feelings. I'm talking about healthcare. 24 years later, I can still recall the moment. Well, first of all, even before going to that hospital, I had already fought the system of saying, listen, that hospital is some 60 miles away. 
You know, I've got to, I will literally have to pass. I live in Atlanta where there's traffic. I had already gone through all kind of appeals and said, please don't make me deliver way over there. I lived some 60 miles away and they're like, no, that's where, you know, based on this plan you've got, you know, you've got to go way over there. And I literally have fought, 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 fought. Thank God. Because this is how prayers answer. Please don't let me go in labor and rush hour traffic. I went in labor on a Saturday morning. <laughs> okay, which would have been 24 years ago yesterday. And uh, and then on Sunday, I uh, spent all day in the hospital. Of them trying to get me, push me out of the hospital. Even though my son was undergoing uh, some extra care. And they were like, well, you're, you're, your son is staying. But you, I, I remember the lurch of a nurse. I still to this day call her a lurch of a nurse, and I'm talking per own Adam's family. I can remember this thing standing in the doorway trying to see if I'm packing up so I can give them that room. I will never forget. I'm not going to mention the hospital, and you can tell if I got these feelings 24 years later, I probably should have sued somebody. I'm like, I ain't got time for that. But anyway, lurch of a nurse. I remember this lady, y'all. Lurch of a, when I say lurch of a nurse, I'm talking, imagine lurch in a, in a white dress. Okay, I'm just saying lurch of a lurch of a nurse kept coming. Just the most insensitive thing I ever encountered. Now, the beauty of it, let me tell you the beauty side of it, is that for that particular year, I had chosen to do the uh, what do you call midwife instead of um, um, the OBGYN. I had chosen to go through the midwife because, you know, this is my fourth. It's like it's going to just fall out of me anyway. Sorry, guys, just TMI. It's going to, you know, he's going to come regardless but I wanted a different experience because number four, 10 years in, into this process, I had witnessed that this system had changed and was changing and was changing. And my third birth, um, the hospital was inside the perimeter and it was, it was a different experience. And I was like, okay, I don't want that experience again. And the, the second birth was also inside the perimeter, but I had some difficult, some, it's like each one was such a unique birth feelings. I mean, my feelings about this y'all. Each one was such a different, such a unique experience that each time I wanted to try something different. Never was willing to try the home thing. I'm like, I ain't trying to do the home. Although, having to be told I needed to go when labor hit uh, my fourth child, I needed to try to make it through Atlanta some 60 miles. I was prepared for a home birth. I was prepared for a side of the road birth. I was prepared to deliver in the car. Okay. And uh, even though we had a plan, we got to figure out how to get there, how to how to get there quickly because we don't know how this is going to go. But anyway, it was just each one was just a very unique and different experience. And it's amazing, even though as women, all of them are the same I mean, because it's part of nature and we all go through that. Uh, luckily for me, I never had to have a C-section. I know that's hard to believe, right? I had four kids and no C-section, not a one. I wasn't about to have one. I was like, no. I think the third one, you know, it was a, it was inside the perimeter at the hospital center. They wanted to experiment on every level. And I'm like, no, they kept coming in talking about this, talking about that. And I was like, get out. Because first of all, you don't understand. I got the best health care in-house. So don't come to me. And I already knew all of that stuff. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that either. We're not doing that either. Listen, I got this. Don't come in here telling me to do nothing. I was that. I'm. Uh, let me tell you, honey, I am. Dealing with the healthcare system, and for those of you that know, I just spent the last five years dealing with the healthcare system. I am terms of endearment all day, all day. One, no too much, as always, on every subject, particularly when it comes to my family and my feelings. 
and my feelings about my family. I need to write down. Let's write that down, family, right? Particularly about my family and about my feelings. Uh, I'm going to get what I want. Now, I know on every level of our society, people say, well, that's not how life goes. The hell it is. It's exactly. It's exactly how I feel, Lizzo. Exactly how I feel. Oh, dang, I should have played some Lizzo. I'm sorry, I went there. Lizzo, y'all, if y'all are not blessed Lizzo on a Sunday, on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if you're not blessing Lizzo right now, Lizzo, Lizzo makes you put it all out there, honey. I saw Lizzo on BET, and I know she's been on everything, and I know some of y'all were the early adopted thought leaders and been on Lizzo for a while. Okay, well, let the rest of us come along. So that's how y'all do. Y'all get on something. First of all, come to me. Step to me right now and tell me you've known about Lizzo forever because I'm going to unfollow you. I'm going to unfriend you. I'm going to tell you I don't even want to know you because you are one of those people that experience greatness and don't tell nobody. That, y'all, I get in my feelings about that. Somebody tweet me and help me get back on what subject I was on. But I get in my feelings about that. I hate that. I hate when somebody says, oh, man, that's been around. Oh, that's this, that, and the other. But you ain't never telling nobody. Cause see, look, I'm a sharer. I like stuff. I share stuff. That's, I, that's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. Oh, write that down. Exactly how I feel. That's what this podcast. This how to get out of bed is exactly how I feel. It's exactly how I feel. Come on, Lizzo. Before I put this on the podcast, I'm going to have to put some exactly how I feel, Lizzo. Mind me in production to put some uh, Lizzo on this. Because it's exactly how I feel. So, that's my pet peeve about social media. You know how you can go out there, you can find something. You like, you think you got a gym? Oh, this got buzz. This is buzzworthy. And then you post it, and then here come all these people like, like the Popeye's chicken, right? Everybody out there trying to enjoy the Popeye's chicken. And here come these people talking. About, well, Popeye's chicken been out. That chicken sandwich has been out for two months. I had it two months ago, but you ain't tell nobody. You ain't go viral. You ain't the one that went viral with it. So shut up. They probably mad. Like, wait, they put that chicken sandwich out. For two months and y'all didn't tell nobody, but now that everybody, you know, going and get, trying the chicken sandwich and loving the chicken sandwich, you, see, let me sip my water, I, I only have water to drink today, y'all. No, I'm drinking this water, and it, y'all, it, I hate water, but I'm drinking it for health reasons, I'm drinking it because I've been sipping on soda all weekend, mm. so I had to grab something to drink for the podcast, and I hate water, but anyway, this is that, that's how I feel, so anyway, um, we are at astronomical, astronomical proportions of unhealthy births in this country, if you want to talk about make America great, and let me tell you, that ain't even a Trump thing, that's the thing that's been going on, that our healthcare system is failing, the very simple thing that women do, and that is one, be a woman, and all of her health, and especially when it comes to starting her, starting her family, and uh, I I can't quote the stat right now, but listen, I want you guys to do me a favor. Go to the number four, Kiara, K-I-R-A, the number four, moms. Uh, I have promised the fam- promised the family of Kiara that I would, in my blogging, always remind you guys that we are at astronomical proportions because there are too many women, too many families, men, women, and children. Too many families coming home from the hospital without their loved ones. And we experienced it also in our household. Uh, my daughter didn't get the best out of our health system, healthcare system when it came to starting her family. So we have that story. Um, and, and, and I mean, it's, 
It's amazing what's inside of our hospital. Now, again, I know that some of y'all are wonderful. My mother was an amazing nurse um, throughout the history of health and care in Atlanta. So I understand there are some of y'all that are absolutely amazing. I know that you are in there and I know that you are trying to do it all. I know that you are trying to compensate for all the failure that has uh, crept into our healthcare systems. And therefore, um, you are not winning in this fight. You are not winning in this fight. Too many families have this story and it's a very hard thing, hard pill to swallow. And I saw it in the fact that I, my children are 34 to 24. And in that span, that 10 year span, I saw it happen. I saw, um, I just saw so many changes and I had to question so much when I had the first child to the, even for the first to the second child, it was only a four year span, four year span between my, my oldest, which would have been from 34 years ago to 30 years ago, the entire system of having a baby, it changed. And I kept saying, what is this? What's going on? Why is it this? And why is it that? And, and all these things were just so different, you know, from especially particularly with the immunizations. And I was like, wait a minute. And I know there are some people in their feelings about immunization. I had to take a stance a long time ago. I'm going to drop a name, but you know, I've got a history. I remember I was part of an organization. I was part of a community organization and they were like, well, we need to, you know, help increase immunizations in the community. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, because immunizing our children has changed. It's something different and it's some up in the mix and there's too many different experiences coming with these people, with these things going on. And I had a chance, y'all, to stand on stage with Michael Jackson. Y'all know I wanted all my life to meet Michael Jackson, but then you throw in the midst of these immunizations. And I'm like, no, I can't do it. And to this day, I didn't get on that stage. I had to stand. I cannot stand there. Because, you know, they would go around, you know, trying to get the optics. You know, hey, you're a great, but you're a great mom. And at that time, I was a single mom. It's like, you know, you could, you could encourage other mothers. And I'm like, but no, there's something I write. Well, if we're going to do this, can we really look into this, look into that? And they, they want to they want up for that. They just wanted the optics. And I'm like, as a mom and as particular as a black female, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tell people to do this because something's not right. But you know what I mean? I stand on my, I make my stances and so forth. So I didn't get a chance to do that. But anyway, in your feelings, there's so much uh, about life today. If I didn't finish the story, tweet me and I'll tell you what happened with whatever story. But from 34 years ago to 24 years ago to even now, for those of you that are, you just got that amazing news. Let me tell you, you better get yourself an advocate. And there are, because we're at such um, grave conditions uh with this i had a friend that she was on number five because you know my generation we put out some babies y'all we populated the planet she was on number five and i just remember um she had she was high risk and every and we had these instances where she would in things incidents where we literally had to go to the hospital early and they had to do procedure after procedure to stop her delivery so she could, you know, have her baby in due time. And I just remember every time we went, even up until the day we went where she delivered, the hospital was so unprepared for all, for these types, for emergencies. It's like, I couldn't understand because, you know, I was an old school. I was like, my kids was like, I'm like, wait a minute, I, I had four babies. We never have to do all this stuff, right? First of all, you don't have a whole bunch of women sitting up in uh, a, waiting, a waiting room. What do you mean waiting room? These women are in labor, you know? 
I remember walking up. I remember somebody grabbing me. I remember walking up and, and I was trying to tell the lady we had it. We had an emergency. She goes, um, we'll labor, we'll get to labor and delivery. And the lady asked if we have an appointment. And I'm like, what, what do you mean an appointment? It's like, there's a woman in labor. You, you take it from there. And this person on the other side of the counter was trying to give me this, like she couldn't venture from the script. And I just remember reaching for her and somebody grabbing my hands like, calm down, just calm down. I'm like, who does this? What is this? And I looked over into this uh, waiting room and which, and they had these women who were in labor in this waiting room. Now, this is the incident that happened to my daughter. I'm like, my daughter had an emergency and, and they were calling me and I'm trying to get there. And I'm like, what do you mean you're in the waiting room? What do you mean you haven't been seen? And she literally had not. And then when she was seen, they realized it was such an acute emergency that she then had to be transported by hospital, by ambulance to another um, hospital, which, of course, you know, tragedy info- unfolded for us. I'm still in my feelings about that. And, but we live in a society where nobody should be in their feelings. I'm in a group. We're having a discussion. And people are, I'm giving facts and feelings. Sometimes facts and feelings go together. You're going to hear a podcast where I have said at times, Let's just go. Let's just go with the facts because sometimes the feelings do get in the way. Sometimes the emotion and the passion get in the way. If I just came on here just yelling about the fact that all these women and all these families have experienced tremendous loss over something that should be so modern, just the number should be zero today. The number should be zero today, and the fact that we even have one, we should scream absolute neglect in this system, right? But sometimes. You got to let the feelings out. And I'm in this uh, group. I was in my feelings because this week I had to witness, I had to see a deceased person uh, as part of an investigation just out and about in my, in, in, in public. Right. And I'm like, whoa, that's not how that's handled. It's just not, that's just not how that's handled. Now, mind you, because I'm in my feelings trying to discuss it, um, people are trying to tell me, well, that's just the way it is. I'm like, okay. Well, first of all, this is America. <laughs> Nothing in America came about without protest. Nothing. Zero. Can somebody write that down? I'm going to write down the word zero, okay? Nothing in America can't develop without protest. There ain't a bunch of, there ain't that many good kind of people in America that things just happen without protest. Everything, every day, every hour, there's somebody taking a stance on something and therefore change comes. You go probably every other Tuesday in this country. If y'all don't know, I know you think we only go every four years. Some think we go every two years, but literally about every other Tuesday, you got to go cast your, uh, cast a decision based on your opinion, based on your feelings, based on some facts, all of those things going in. Literally every other Tuesday, you got to go vote somewhere. And if y'all are missing out on all those things, I mean, because, you know, you might elect somebody four years ago. They might end up indicted and or, or deceased or um, they quit, you know, they lied and you got to go for a replacement. So there's all kind of elections going on about every other Tuesday, every other two, literally people understand every other Tuesday. And if you're in in the other Tuesdays in between, that means you need to be finding out what's going on next Tuesday. I I guarantee you, if we're not voting September 2nd for something, 
It's going to be next Tuesday. So please be in your feelings about the fact that you miss out on all this stuff because of those people I talked about that didn't tell you that the Popeye sandwich had been out for two months. They just been up in there just eating Popeye's and didn't want to tell you. Right. And then they mad. They in their feelings because now everybody's all excited about a sandwich. Like, well, we knew about that. Right. Let me tell you. Anytime somebody, and the only time we can talk, you know, any, anytime somebody get in your face, come around you, um, po- get on your social media, whatever, anytime somebody let you know, they already knew something. This is my pet peeve. I wrote a book about it when I was talking about 27 S to Rock Networking, which you can get over on Amazon. 27 S to the Rock Networking. I live in Atlanta. There's a whole lot of these kind of people live in Atlanta that know something and don't tell nobody. That's my pet peeve. Because now you can know it, tell me, and I don't act on it. You can know it, tell me, and I not see the value. You can know it, tell me. Don't let me discover the value of it and then I realize, wait. I, I, or, are you, or you walk into an event and there's a person, you just talked to that person two hours ago and they didn't even tell you they was coming because they didn't really want you there in the first place. So that's how I look at it. I get in my feelings. I get in people rolling, hey, uh-uh, don't hate me. Because I'm, I'm on their timeline, like, did they post, did they share this event? I'm like, they didn't even share this event. Because they, they didn't even want nobody to know. Because that's Atlanta. I don't know, it might be D.C., it might be L.A., it could be Chicago, it, it might be everybody. It might just be human nature. You know, because I'm a sharer. I'm a sharer. Okay? Because that's exactly how I feel. I'm not, that's exactly how I feel. Um, I feel that family is important. I feel that I have a zero tolerance um, for somebody who just doesn't want other people to know. And, like, say, for instance, um, we were some friends, not friends, but, you know, Facebook people. We were talking about some things last night that we saw out as we were out and about in the city. And where we went, we started over here. We went over there and this, that, and the other. And then you, there's always that person, like, don't tell nobody. Don't tell anybody. I'm like, let's get away from them. Let's get away from them. Because, let me tell you. 24 years ago, I didn't even get to the point. Happy birthday, son. My son, this is his weekend. He's a Labor Day baby. I got two holiday babies. You, I, it, I'm, I get in my feelings about, about, about medical staff on the holidays. Let me tell you. But I got two holiday babies. I can feel this way. Here's another thing. Let me, let me, let me qualify. Oh, write that down. Qualify my feelings. I had two holiday Remember, I had four babies. Two of them were born on holidays. My, I called my turkey baby, which is my, uh, my third daughter, whom I decided I don't want to know what I'm having. Don't tell me. I don't want no, I don't want no ultrasound sonogram. I don't tell me. What I, I know this is what it feels like a boy. And it came out a girl. So I ended up with three girls. I'm like, okay, I got to try again. I got to try again. I knew I was going to try again because they was like, okay, you want to get two times? You better get out my face. You see, I don't have a son. What, what, what I look like time my tooth and I don't have a son? You crazy. Get on. I want a son, right? So, because I wanted, I, I wanted to, I had, a, I had wonderful grandfathers. I have a wonderful father. I had wonderful uncles. And I really wanted, I really wanted my daughters to have a brother. I really wanted, them, I wanted their children to have an uncle. You know, I want, I want, I want, to see him as a father and a grandfather, you know, all those kind of stuff. You know, man, I'm asking for a lot here, but I'm just saying, I plan this thing this way, and me knowing that when you express something out into the universe, you end up with the universe at your disposal. So 
I shushed away the, all that, that medical staff of 1990 that was experimenting on women uh, to greatly. No, 1991. Shh, shh, don't tell. Don't tell I had the wrong year. Because I had one in 90 and I had one in 91. So I can always, you know, I always, always got an excuse. 1991. Well, actually, in 1990 and 1991, they were experimenting uh, on women. Well, you know, I'm black, so they always experiment on us. But anyway, uh, but 1991 was this great experiment that was going on in our medical institutions. And they kept coming to me with, I'm like, listen, you better know. <clears throat> I know something up in here. Don't come to me with that stuff. And they kept trying to like, well, you know, you could <laughs> you ain't sterilizing me. You better move. I got to have me a son. So four years later, well, let me not say how old was. Yeah, four years later, four or five. I don't know. Oh, okay. How about, how about four years later? Let me just do the math. Four years later, the son came. And again, from the... Ten years from the ten years ago, because ten was ten is a ten year span. I could not believe how the system had changed so drastically, and then even now, twenty year, twenty four years later, and I'm seeing these things that are happening with with families. I, I, we got to stop saying with women. We got to stop saying with men, and we got to stop saying with children. We got to go back to saying families. We got to put that concept back out there. I don't care. If you're estranged, you live apart, you're absent, all that stuff, it's still a family. You still There's still a connectivity. And if you're, if you're not connected right now, I'm going to tell you, please, whatever you do, if you ever listen to anything I said on the podcast, keep that little door open for, that, for your family to come back together, okay? Keep it open. Um, but everything just changed to the point now, too many men, women, and children, too many families have the story of something going wrong. Um, and they have the right to be in their feelings. But let me just, let me come away from that. At uh, about 30, about 29.30 into this podcast, and say that there is a lot that goes on that tries to keep us to suppress our feelings. And you probably need it how to get out of bed today because you can't suppress it. You can't put it away. You can't unpack it you got you can't pack it up because you know you can't put it in a bag you know you've seen that that song bag lady there's a movie bag lady there's a there's a whole ministerial ministry out there about because uh, i know my preacher when i had one at the time they did this whole series on all these different bags and he talked about the bag of depression and and one we hear is a backpack we put on our waist and all these kinds of things and there's everything about life and everything every day trying to tell us to suppress stuff and pack it away so that you can go and do what society needs you to do or what this person needs you to do. And a lot of times, too often times, you have to put away your feelings. You can't go to work with your feelings. You got to leave that at the door. You can't cross the threshold when you get home with your feelings. You got to leave that outside. There's always something about leaving it. That's why we, that's why nothing is a smooth ride. That's why you can't walk nowhere without tripping over stuff because everybody's got stuff everywhere. And I'm telling you, if it gives you a feeling and it's not a good feeling, you better stop trying to suppress it because it's going to come up and either you're going to go ahead and deal with it or it's going to come out like a volcano, hot lava, burning everything around you, burning bridges, burning relationships, burning matters of the heart, the mind, the soul, and your everlasting soul. You'll spend your everlasting soul wishing and wanting for extra time to go back and fix this and to go back and fix that. Sometimes you're going to have to be in your feelings. Now, you're going to have to learn how to express. Let me write that down. There's a way to express. I was listening to Debbie Allen 
she was in her feelings and she did a video and, and the dance community was in their feelings because, uh, one of the, um, uh, talking heads on television made fun of the dance community and, and having that skill and, and how that skill er, is taught early on will lead to certain mat, certain paths in life. Right. And so the dance community was in their feelings. They're focusing their feelings there about Dave Chappelle. We'll talk about that too. They were in their feelings, but I just remember watching Debbie Allen in her video and Debbie Allen, she spoke in certain tones and, and pretty much like this, like if I was to do a podcast like this, you'd be like, Oh, this is a how to go to bed podcast. Right. Um, but she spoke in certain tones where she hit all of her points and you didn't, she wasn't overly impassioned about it, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a loud kind of passion person, right? You know, instantly you have put me in my feelings, but she put it out there. She hit all the points and you stayed and you listened to all of it and you processed it afterwards because it, it, she was heard. You want to be heard people, you know, they're in their feelings because they want to be heard yesterday out of the engagements and encounters I had. And I remember, cause you know me, I'm a data person. And I was trying to, at the end of the day, assess the data. And I said, you know, well, of the nine interactions, um, three of them, three out of nine were in their feelings and trying to get the person that they were with to acknowledge a particular way in which they felt. And they were trying, three of them were trying to get the person who never acknowledges feelings in public. Now, mind you, when they got home and closed doors and, and, and all of this, but I just noticed these three particular people and everything the things that I did yesterday, three times out of the nine things I did three times or three people were trying to receive some public displays of acknowledgement on their feelings. And I was like, why are they trying to get this person to acknowledge that? Because clearly this type, these types of individuals, because, you know, I'm like the, I'm like the matrix. I'm like, I'm looking at everything like data. I'm like, oh, that's a good piece of data right there, right there. Right. That's some good data. It's like, whoa, look, three out of nine are trying to are not, uh, need some more attention basically. Right. So three out of these, three out of these nine, um, I want to call them couples cause they weren't all couples, but Three out of nine, but then if we do go, we do go with the couples. That's a different data set. I'm trying to think how many of them. I can't. I gotta go back and do the math. How many were couples? But three in three situations, there were people who instantly they they were like trying to get the person they were with to acknowledge their feelings in public. No, and reason I noticed it because these were there were three personalities like. They never going to acknowledge your feelings in public. Why? I'm like, you, you messing up our day trying to get them to acknowledge. Y'all could have stayed home. We were like, y'all could have stayed home. Cause he's like, we, we like, why y'all, why, why, why do y'all keep inviting these people to things knowing that when they get home, they're going to have drama. I hate people like that. I'm in my feelings about that. Right. You know, when they get home, they're going to have drama. You know, when they get home, so as soon as they get behind closed door, it's going to be lit. Cause one person gonna be like, "We're, um, you know, you don't never show any feelings. They not, they never gonna show any feelings in public. Come on, you know, you know who you with. You know you with a cold individual, and they might even be a cold individual. They just don't do that in public. They don't do drama. They don't, they don't bend. They don't lean. You know, lean in and all that kind of stuff. You know, and stop comparing. Like, this, like, why are you talking to them? Because 
telling you trying to you, you you they nit one person was like nitpicking because they had to entertain themselves with up other people because this person you probably done told got them ready all week you know Labor Day's coming you know we got to go to this you know we got to hang out and they they ain't never hung out with with too well they've never hung out too well but you keep bringing them. And you know they're going to sit in the corner all quiet, ain't going to engage with nobody. And then you know you're going to have to entertain yourself with somebody else. You already know you're going to have to dance with somebody else. You know they're not, gonna, they're not dancing in public. They're not showing affection in public, right? And then you get in your feelings. You spend all the night trying to like, why you didn't do this? And why you didn't say that? And like, why you keep trying to get them to show their feelings in public? You already know how this is going to go. And you're just making the rest of us miserable. You're making the rest of us miserable because now we on eggshells because we know y'all going to get lit in a minute. Come on. Go home. Okay? Because now you got us in our feelings and we can't enjoy ourselves. I'm talk- And I'm talking about general public. I ain't even talking about family and friends. Because, you know, family and friends are like, man, she talking about us? No, I'm talking about general. I'm talking about on the GP. I'm talking about general public. Y'all that bring, beg these people to come out with you, right? And everybody's out having a good time. And you know they not going to acknowledge you in public. Y'all relationship, y'all friendship, y'all feelings. They're not going to do that. Stop. The rest of us, you know, we're just trying to chill out at the bar. And you over there like, how many why are you asking him about the relationship, ladies, at this juncture? I'm like, be thankful yet again. He got dressed and came with you. Let the, and, and he probably thinking, man, I did the grand gesture. That ain't even a grand gesture. Can you like just reach over, touch, hug, you know, blow a kiss? I don't know. And then, because, you know, you this, they, like one thing. Let me tell you, nothing gets me in my feelings than no drama people. People who do everything to squash the drama instead of acknowledging the person. Like, just go ahead. Please go ahead and acknowledge them right quick so we can all move on and continue having a good time. In my feelings, about, I'm in my feelings about these people because they are, like, bringing down the night. I'm trying to get a buzz and, like, dang, what's going on over there? Y'all all tense. <laughs> can I tell y'all? There was one couple literally arguing. No, they weren't even arguing. They're debating. Okay. Their night went wrong like right. Their night went wrong like this. Simply because they were trying to decide if something should just, if someone, something should be eight or eighth. And everybody else is like, well, you know, they can't even have, you know, we're talking about general public. We're not talking about um, name, no names here. Okay. First of all, and then he was a, he, he was, he squashed a tomato, tomato. First of all, anybody that loves debating, hate when people say tomato, tomato. I mean, like, looks, you do you, I'm going to do me kind of thing. People who get in their feelings and trying to be acknowledged for their feelings, hate that. That's like, you know, and most, and, and mostly the people who can just say, okay, tomato, agree to disagree kind of thing, right? Right. People who can just agree to disagree make people who love to disagree mad <laughs> and put them in their feelings. And so she was like, well, I'm just saying it should be eight. He was like, well, okay. She said, well, did he say eight or eighth? So she, he was like, what difference does it make? You know, this is not, this is not something that's going to change our lives. And she kept saying she wanted him to be as passionate about the fact that something, I don't know if they were doing a wedding invitation. I don't know what it was. 
Okay. But he was not, he was not giving in on saying eight. Okay. He was like eight or eighth tomato, tomato. And she clearly was like, is this, and I'm like, okay, but wait, is this a deal breaker? Cause you, cause you, you breaking the buzz over here. Right. Other than that, like that, that was just, that was discussed before y'all came downstairs. That's disgusting. Back in public. No, it, right. Tomato, tomato. Y'all not invited no more. Right. I'm like, it, you and your feelings, you, you finna ruin the whole dinner because you can't get him to acknowledge the fact that you, but, and it ain't about the eight or the eight. It's just, it's about, listen, like, do you, you need to know if y'all in the beginning or if y'all, I'm like me giving that wise wisdom, right? If y'all in the beginning, this argument right here is going to be your argument for life. First of all, let me tell y'all something about feelings, okay? We're dealing with people who get in their feelings, and most of us do. You better understand, it's not just that one. This is that the arguments that you have, that's the argument you're going to have for life. So you better decide if it's a deal breaker. Because if it's not a deal breaker, it's going to be every day. It's going to come down to it every time. It's going to come up all the time and forever. It's what will get them in their feelings. And it's not the subject. It's not the time. It's the fact that you would not acknowledge the feeling. If you're the kind of person, you need to tell people, I don't acknowledge feelings in public. I don't acknowledge feelings in private. You need to let people know. Listen, do y'all know there's a, there's a formula for this? If you want to subscribe to it, it's called numerology, where you can learn. Like up in my household, we get along great. We still have our ups and our downs. But then we understand, oh, that per, you're that kind of person. You better learn how to decipher who, what, and how people are very early on so that you know when you can be in your feelings, who you can be in, in your feelings in front of. Like right now, this is about as much as I'm going to be in my feelings. No, it's not because y'all know me. You know my, if you follow me, you know my timeline. I get in my feelings all day. Okay, and I express it openly and outwardly because I know the minute I express my feelings, mixed a little facts in there, but the minute I express this is how something made me feel, I know if I express it outwardly and I'm that kind of person, you better know she's she's an expressive outwardly kind of person. I'm going to put it out there because I know the universe will fix it, right? Each and every time the universe is going to conspire to give me what I want. I walk around feeling like that each and every day I wake up with the breath of life. Those that know me know that if there's something that I want, I'm going to express it outwardly. And if you do not desire me, yesterday's podcast was called Wake Up Desires. I'm telling you, go listen to it. Wake Up Desire. If I desire it, those who know me know I'm going to express it and the universe is going to give it to me. If you are that person that's trying to block it, try it, but beware. That's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. Hashtag Lizzo. All right, guys, we are at 42. I'm going to definitely get, give you three more minutes here. Let's reiterate. So when we do a how to get out of bed, we, um, it's a journaling moment. If I didn't say that at the beginning, I don't think I did. It's a journaling moment. And listen, y'all, it's the beginning of September as we get ready to wrap up pretty much the majority of the year. Anybody else, like, what's your after Labor Day routine? Like, mine is start, start Christmas decorating. <laughs> I was driving home. I was driving home. And I was like, ooh, we could, 
go ahead and clean out the Christmas corner, you know, where we're going to put the Christmas tree. Then I was like, oh, wait, we got to do Halloween. I'm like, but, you know, you could have a Halloween tree, and then you could have a Thanksgiving tree, and then you could have a Christmas tree. And like, you know, and I love, let me tell y'all what I love about Atlanta. You probably love about where you live. But what I love about Atlanta is um, because we live in, a, we live in um, our, our city, if you're not in Atlanta, most people have what's called a yard, a front yard, a backyard, a side yard. We got, in Atlanta, there's a lot of green space. And if you purchase, particularly purchase a property here, you're probably going to have some of this green stuff that we call grass. I know I'm describing that because I know people listening all over the world. And they're like, wait, what? A yard? What's a yard? Yeah, it's it's this green stuff that grows that throughout the summer you got to get out there and cut it and cultivate it. Okay, but it stops growing with the first frost. With the first, as soon as the temperature drops, it stops growing. So after Labor Day, like Labor Day is like pretty much the last time you're gonna be like, no, uh, because I live in Atlanta. It's gonna be beautiful until Christmas, right? So, but what happens after Labor Day is you can start putting out the Halloween stuff. So you can start decorating for Halloween, and we decorate. So if you have if you have uh, either yard or exterior that you have control of, depending on your domicile, some people have parts of their exterior dwelling that they have control of, and they we decorate every inch of it for how for for the holidays, starting with uh, Halloween. We don't really have Labor Day decorations. I don't know why. And, and fireworks are legal. Why is there no? I mean, fireworks are actually legal now. Why are there no major? fireworks um to attend for labor day and so please tell me who's who's doing the block party because i really want to hear the boom and the bang for labor day and as a matter of fact the brace but they have a daytime game there's a daytime baseball game which means it might end at dark and the fireworks they may do daytime fireworks i don't know i'll be in the area but anyway so immediately after labor day Everybody starts going through their Halloween decorations because you can, if you have control of any exterior part of your dwelling, you're going to litter it with Halloween decorations. And I'm going to be in my feelings about it because I'm going to be ecstatically happy. I'm going to be, what's the goal that the black woman in Atlanta is trying to achieve? The status of emphatically happy. Nothing makes me more happy than Halloween. I'm an October baby. All of my life, I have had, well, apparently I'm told, I don't, I don't exactly remember all this stuff, but I'm told that my parents threw the most amazing Halloween birthday parties. I think I probably remember a couple of them, only because they're photos. For the most part, I've blocked out childhood, and there it is in the photos. Like, oh, that was my party? Oh, Wow, yeah, I had these most amazing birthdays, which I stopped having some time ago, and I never, I didn't celebrate the last... I don't even know how old I am. Uh, wait, I know I didn't celebrate the last three, which one of those I hit 50 and now I'm 50 plus. Uh, and apparently I, 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 I found out you really don't start to celebrate again until you hit 60. Like, cause then by then, but then my life sped up. So I want to, I'm not even going to say I want to celebrate that. Um, put that back in. But anyway, I haven't celebrated in a very long time, but anyway, but I love, I love Halloween. I don't like the scary stuff. My daughter is already filling my timeline up with all this Michael Myers stuff. She's trying to get people to go. She drug us to the Michael Myers movie. 
last year, I remember the baby girl got up and walked out. All we saw in the movie was, you know how you're in the movie, you see this one figure like walking out. My baby girl got up and walked out. Then we saw her boyfriend. I don't know if he got up and went after her. They left. They were gone. They were like, she was like, I ain't watch, I'm not watching this. I'm choosing her feelings. And we tried to sit there and like sit through this movie because this was like the one thing my oldest one, my, my, my two of uh, my oldest and my youngest, um, they love all of this gruesome stuff. They can sit and have these like marathons of some of the worst stuff you ever seen on the screen, right? And I'm like, even just the sound of it, like my son, when he's here, when he's in and sits down in, in the moment and he plugs up all those video games, and I'm like, just the sound of it. I'm like, what is that? What are you destroying in there? What's going on, right? And they, they have this thing, like they love going to like the, Cons. My daughter thinks she's at Dragon Con today, and they just love all that gruesome stuff, right? I'm like, I'm in my feelings. I'm like, uh. so she's already let us know that there's a. I'm like, well, didn't he die? Did they not kill him in the last movie? I'm like, that he's back. He came out of the fight. Golly, Jesus, Jamie Lee Curtis, stop it! So apparently, we got to go and see this movie again. But I'm. Listen, did y'all, y'all in Atlanta, the drive-in, I went to the drive-in uh, to see The Lion King. I went to the drive-in theater to see The Lion King. Um, they have a new sign. They have a new sign because the sign was like, the sign was like still looking like it was in the 60s, like falling down. I'm like, I can't drive by that sign. Like, fix it. Well, they have a new sign, y'all. Yes, in Atlanta. We still have one of the last driving movie theaters, which I'm probably going to hit up on a Tuesday. Because back in the day, we would always go on a Tuesday night, had like the special price. So hopefully they have that. And you get to see like a double feature. So you get to see two first run movies for the price of one. Don't everybody go because I don't want it to be kind of crazy. But if y'all go, go on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Don't go on Tuesday because I, I, need, I, need, I need some room. But anyway, so... But anyway, they they I drove by this weekend and they have fixed the sign at the drive-in. It doesn't look like um what's that movie Stranger Things no more. I don't know. I wonder did they keep that like that for the movies? But anyway, the drive-in it's it's called Starlight. Starlight Drive-in, no plug, no association. It's just it's been an old-time Atlanta relic. Uh, if you were a young family, you probably, rather than taking your babies screaming up in the movie theater, you probably, like me, because uh, people get in their feelings, like me, took your family to the drive-in. Like, I put, my, I used to put my kids in their pajamas, pack their snack. We had, I, in the trunk, we had the blankets, we had the lawn chairs. We had, we had the whole drive-in crew, right? We had the whole drive-in thing. We were, honey, we were that family. We were the family to get there, that park, take, to, take the two cars, Parked uh, with a space in between, put the blankets out for that space and and the chairs and whatever else you needed. Kids in their PJs, basket of food. No, even though they said no, bringing in outside food. Well, now they say no outside food, but back then, honey, we'd bring in, we get hot dogs, the tacos, all that kind of stuff, and sit out there and watch. Not one, not two. Okay, well, you're supposed to watch two, but then it's like it's three. It's movies playing all around you, right? And the sound comes in through the radio. And now I think the sound comes in through the app, so you don't even have to keep your car running. I don't know. They have. I don't know how that works, but anyway, you can literally if you don't, if you can't keep your car running, because I know some don't get in your feelings. Don't get in your feelings. You can't keep your car. Running. Don't get in your feelings if your if your battery's gonna die. 
Stop being your feelings. It's a thing. I know it is. It's a moment in time in your life when you got to make those kind of sacrifices, honey. Turn that call off and just listen because everybody else got theirs loud anyway. You can hear. They don't have the thing you put on the window. You got to listen on the radio, right? And listen, if you're driving by, sometimes you can listen outside. I'm just saying. So it's a thing. But anyway, in my feelings, because I drove by, because that was like the most amazing time in life, um, um, going to the drive-in, it was all about family. Let me write that down, family. That's why, let me tell you, that's why I want you to get in your feelings. I want you to get in your feelings about your family. I want you to figure out how to get in the, get out of that bed. And I understand, let me tell you, feelings sometimes may be heavy, but if you cannot get out of bed, you are dealing with feelings about the past. There is nothing you can do about the past. Even if you feel like you need to go apologize for something, that's now. How to get out of bed is we're talking about what's now, what's this moment, this second, this hour, today. What's going on today, okay? Now, I know there's somebody out there probably in their feelings because Day after day after day, you want to acknowledge the feelings, right? If you need to go back, and this is the only time I'm going to tell you to go back, right? Yesterday, we talked about your desires. We even talked about a little bit of forgiveness. But if you feel like, if you are still thinking about today, if something happened and you did not acknowledge somebody's feelings, let me just let you understand that feelings are important. Now, I know there are some people it's just who they are. It's just who they are. And you feel, if you feel like that you have acknowledged it and it keeps coming back, that you need to acknowledge it and acknowledge it again, just ask yourself, is that a, if that's a deal breaker, then let it be a deal breaker. Because the worst thing you can do is manipulate somebody's emotions. Let me write that down, right? People always want to talk about um, drama people. I wrote, a, I wrote a blog post a long time ago about drama. Drama is the drastic, or direct realizations after misinterpreting affections. D-R-A-M-A. If somebody being in their feelings causes drama, that person has uh, direct realization, has misinterpreted the affections. You only, feelings put you in that place only if you misinterpreted the affections. Because you and I go argue. Sometimes we will argue with a stranger about how they made us feel. Like that lurch of a nurse. You know, she, she had to work a holiday, honey. She might not know that she was destroying my life forever. She might not know that she was ruining the best moment of my life was in giving birth to my son. Now, oh, I didn't finish that story where I chose a midwife. Uh, choosing a midwife was one of the best things I did. It was the most amazing experience I did. Um, it was one of the best births of the four I had because there was so much level of care dealing with me mentally and phys- as well as physically and, and rather than ushering me through this physical process. The midwife came at me knowing that this was going to be a moment that giving birth to this child was going to be, she had in mind the lifelong bond that I was needed to make in that day and how I needed to come through this. Now, maybe the lurch of a nurse was upset that that was my birthing protocol that I don't, that I'm not going to have certain kind of medical staff up in this process that I wanted this kind of experience. It was, it was then available in that time, 1995. Uh, you, 
could choose, well, you couldn't choose, still can choose your hospital, but you could choose these different birthing structures, right? Some of you today can choose a doula. You can have all kinds of people and stuff up in your birthing room, even though they're going to push you out of there in less, less than 24 hours, right? Um, which I understand is you people, women can do that, but this lurch of a nurse that I had on that day, uh, I don't know. She was all upset about the entire process, literally, uh, evicted me from the hospital. Uh, and I had, and I was so upset because again, I didn't live anywhere near this hospital. Now today, you know, it's nothing to jet across Atlanta, but back then, 20, 24 years ago, it seemed like, it seemed like it was on the other side of the world having to be one separated from my baby, uh, him having not, not crazy emergency health issues, but the fact that I had to be separate. Well, we already know America cares not about separating, uh, families, right? We already know about that, but that lurch of a nurse coming and coming and coming and coming and telling me I needed to go and, and not allowing me to even time to find out what was the procedure for when a mother is separated from her newborn um, and what I needed to do and, and the choices I had to make in that moment and where I had to go mentally in order to leave that hospital and leave my baby and in the days that ensued in the separation because I then had to worry about, man, this is 60, 60 miles away. How do I get back? How do I do this? How do I do that? And, and, and I was judged in that moment because I'm like, I can't do the back and forth. I need my child, right? And I was judged in that moment. And there's a, and there's a judgment that, that happened that was a deal breaker. It was a deal, there was some deal breakers in that, in that moment of how our family was put to that task and how we handled that situation. There were some deal breakers in that moment that I'm like, oh, well, this is a deal breaker. It was a deal breaker for me. And so um, it, put some, it put us on a trajectory, but yet we overcame it. We overcame it, you know, because my feelings were acknowledged and those that did not acknowledge my feelings are no longer around. So therefore, because I'm telling you, but not acknowledge, you people need to be acknowledged. And if it's a deal breaker, then let it be a deal breaker. But don't be some, somewhere down the line wishing. I don't want you to be somewhere down the line like, wait a minute. Oh, that was the moment I should have not. Yeah, that was that moment because otherwise, look, that was a deal breaker. So therefore, lurch of a nurse, don't be lurch. Don't become the lurch of a nurse. Don't be the lurch of a nurse in somebody's uh, in 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 the separation because feelings are what separate us in human nature. With three three minutes to go here, feelings. Another three minutes to go. Feelings are what separate us when we get to the point that hell this dog over here the birds that sing even the spiders that are taking over our lives the animals when we get to the point that there are more people saw more feelings people what's that movie i said i wouldn't see lion king when there are more people that talk about the and i watched that lion king and i'm like i hate y'all can i tell you i don't like that movie I'm like, there was, I didn't, you don't give me no animal movie that don't have elephants, enough elephants. Like, I know the elephants, let me tell you, I'm an elephant person. I separate, I celebrate elephants, right? I don't like lions. They liars. They cheaters. They killers. They kill, the man, like the brother said, you ain't never heard of a lot. You never heard of elephants doing all that. Y'all better stop following them down lions. Let them lions take each other out. That's all I got to say. I mean, I am full on in my feelings about that. I went to see that movie. 
Hell, Beyonce didn't even want to promote that movie. They had Beyonce. They put Beyonce in her feelings over that movie. Y'all don't know. Y'all better find out. Beyonce, where's Beyonce? Beyonce is somewhere right now. Beyonce negotiated the best licensing deal. Beyonce didn't even share the trailer until they signed off on the licensing deal. She went and did the op- the red carpet, the premiere here, the premiere there. But she did not even sign off. She didn't post the trailer until they signed off on her licensing deal. And you better know she's somewhere getting fitted. I hope she ain't win. Well, she probably won't come on stage as Nyla. But anyway, she better go find some Ella. Beyonce, I know you listen. I know you and Jay-Z over there listening. Let me just tell y'all. Y'all better have some, whatever, whatever Beyonce is coming up with for the Super Bowl, because it's probably going to be a Jay-Z Beyonce Super Bowl, um, or Beyonce Super Bowl, again, I don't know what, but Beyonce, I know you're planning the world tour, okay, and you got the licensing deal for Lion King, but sister girl, you better have some elephants up in there, you better have some elephants, because elephants represent truth. Okay, and that's the one thing they left out of the line. The elephants should have come through there and stomped them all out. I'm just saying. All right, I mean, I'm in my feelings about it because that's exactly how I feel. Lizzo, it's Sunday. One thing I do over here is I do blast some Lizzo. I'm going to go blast my Lizzo, and I don't have to clean, I don't have to cook. The house is absolutely quiet. Everybody is gone. Y'all, listen, that's an emptiness. Petty Betty is at church. Hopefully she's praying for us all, praying for the feelings, praying for the feelings. Uh, Petty Betty is the one in our family. No, not Petty Betty. Baby girl is the one that she's the psychologist in the family. So she knows about everybody's feelings. Oh, I wrote, y'all, I wrote family down twice. I'm looking at the word cloud. I wrote feelings, family, exactly how I feel. Zero, qualified, express, heard. I got family again. And emotions, emotions. There's a song. There's a song by the emotions I love. Can I just tell you to get get in your feelings today? Get in your feelings today, and see who acknowledges you, and ask yourself. That's what I want you to do. Make your list. I want you to make your list. I want you to be in your feelings. I want you to express how you feel about something, and I want you to notice who acknowledges your feelings, and then you need to decide. Is this a deal breaker? If they don't acknowledge how I feel, is that a deal breaker? Most of us out here saying, like, most of us don't have enough, write that down, deal breakers, right? Most of us don't have enough deal breakers. Now, mind you, I'm the extreme. I, 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 I'm a deal breaker. Oh, that's a deal breaker. I, my circle is so limited. My friends are so limited. Who and what I call family is so limited. Because I'm a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. Right? I'm, that's just how I am. That's exactly how I feel. I have a lot of deal breakers. And there are too many people out there that don't have enough deal breakers. Right? So be in your feelings on today. Just today. Not every day. Please don't take it. Don't go back to work with it. Come Tuesday if you don't have to go Monday. Right? There, I met a person the other day. She was in her feelings because she has to take Labor Day off. And she don't want to use her PTO. Because they told her, no, we're closed. Everybody, this is one of those days where everybody has to use their PTO. She don't want to use her PTO, so she don't want it to be a paid holiday. So she was mad, and on the phone, I don't even know this person. She was on the phone around me. Y'all know how I am. I ear hustle. She was mad because they are for, they're closed, and her check is going to be a couple of hundred dollars short because they are forcing her to take the day off, and they were like, well, use your vacation day. 
and she don't want to use her vacation day because you know how we are. Who's that comedian? Said our vacation days are meant for other things, right? Not these paid holidays. What do you mean paid holiday? Listen, she is mad. So I'm going to be thinking about her on Labor Day that she wanted to go to work, whoever this lady was. But anyway, y'all, be in your feelings. Take time to be in your feelings. And uh, don't let it be your own deal breaker that's showing how you feel about something because it's suppressing those feelings is what keep you from getting out of bed. And it may not keep you, keep you, keep you in the bed today, but it's going to come. That time is going to come. You continue to suppress how you feel about things. If there's no, there, is there no one around you that you can express outwardly? And even if there is no one around, still express it outwardly because what you do have around is your good guardian angels. Good guardian angels who are conspiring in this universe to give you what you want. And if you feel so strongly about it, say it out loud. And I do mean like say it out loud in, in, in all that you have and all that you give. Put that into your feelings to get what you want. All right, y'all. Uh, got a couple things I need you to do. And you know that is support those who support us? Well, oh, no way. It's September 1st. We got to go check the renewals on the, on the support. But one one support we do have, of course, is still uh, Natural Soap uh, by Zakia. And those of you in the live environment, you just saw that pop up. Natural Soap by Zakia um, coming into the fall. Let me tell you, your skin is about to change. You already know that, right? I looked at mine like, whoa, I, I touched myself. I thought, I'm like, wait a minute. What just happened over there? I just scratched. I'm like, where did ash come from, right? Because the weather's getting ready to change. The temperature's going up and down. You turn the heat on. You turn the air on. Like, I got the air on now. I'm turning the heat on at night. Hurricanes coming. All kind of stuff. Listen, you need a different kind of... You need to change your lotion. You need to change your makeup. You need to change out your beauty products, you know. In the summertime, some of us with the melanin popping, the melanin changes you. It's all, all that change. It's September, y'all. And let me tell you, Labor Day is the time... To change, like you know, it said, don't wear white after Labor Day. People are like, I'm wearing my white all year long. We now having we have white parties all year long. In fact, the biggest white parties going on all over the country, where y'all dragging all this white stuff and going to dinner. I, yeah, I sound like I was in my feelings. I am, cause I I'm not a plan. I never plan enough, and I got a good girlfriend. She always she always saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Are you going? Are you going, girl? You know I ain't going. You know I ain't going. I don't even have. I don't have any. I have, let me tell you, I have a white t-shirt that's barely white, and the war last week got mustard all on Y'all know I, I mustard, put mustard on everything. Got mustard all on it. I'm like, now I got to go buy some more white. I can't go to the white party. I am going to the chocolate party. I saw that. I saw that save the day. Y'all going to the white parties. I'm, I'm going to the chocolate party. Like, drive bus what chocolate party. Y'all don't know about the Hank Stewart. This ain't even, this ain't even an endorsement. But Hank Stewart, greatest port uh, in Atlanta. Good friend, good friend. Um... And, don't, and friend that don't mind you being in your feelings, I got to bring Hank on because Hank love podcasting. I got to bring Hank on, um, especially to talk about the chocolate. I'll bring him on Buzz of the Bastion, which I didn't even get a chance to do yesterday. So now I got to go record an episode of Buzz of the Bastion. But he has an amazing event. Um, and, and you know what? I need to start rolling some promotion for that because Sister Girl going to be all up in it. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm a judge. Um, it's a tasting. It's called the chocolate taste. I can tell you about it. I can't pull up the information because I can't switch out the podcast. But it's called. It's 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 in. Is it September? I saw it saved today. Uh, it's a chocolate tasting. It's where all these amazing chefs come together and they create these unique chocolate recipes. Like like my girl that had the chocolate chicken and the chocolate barbecue sauce, the chocolate salad dressing, all this chocolate stuff, right? 
And it's like all these beautiful melanin popping people come and their best chocolate, you know. It's like and all these poets get on stage and then there's this music like this concert. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Oh my God, it's the best night ever. And then I get to go as a judge, y'all, in the kitchen. In the kitchen with dry. People wanna know, how you go in the kitchen? I've been judging food like forever. I can go in the kitchen. I'm, I'm, ooh, so I get to be a judge. And I get to go and I get to taste all of this different stuff, um, all these different foods and ingredients. I think I was in my feelings last year because I was going through some emotional stuff. So I didn't get a judge last year. But this year, honey, I will be there. And man, the taste. I might have did, I don't know. Did I judge? I think I did. Anyway, anyway. But anyway, it's just, it's a chocolate tasting. It is held in DeKalb County at the Porter Sanford for performing Porter Sanford the third performing arts center. I think that's where they still are this year. I'll double check. I'll have all the information for you. I don't want you to get in your feelings that I just manipulated your emotions, dropping a little bit of information. I will have Hank dial in on one of the podcasts and give us the buzz. I, in fact, I saw Hank at the movie premiere the other day. We, we chit chatted for a little bit. Um, he just had his, he just had his all white affair. Um, but the, I don't, I don't usually make the all white affair cause I'll be in my feelings or it's the seasonal thing, but I do make the chocolate affair. So I'll be at the chocolate affair cause I can, I can, Ooh, can you chocolate and mustard? Ooh, I wonder how that tastes. I actually have some, some, Ooh, chocolate. And can you just see, I can see that kind of a chocolate mustard. I'm thinking of a sauce, a chocolate mustard. Maybe I should get a booth this year for in the kitchen with dry bus. I got to see like how many servings you have to have. Cause I, I, we already, Oh wait, we got a, we got a chili cook off coming up. Ooh, man, what about a chocolate chili? Okay. But anyway, I'm just thinking, I, let me find out how many like servings you have to have. Because when you do these tastings, you have to have X amount of servings. And I'm like, you know, I barely, you know, have the patience to make my own, but I don't want to be in my feelings about that. Okay. I journal moment today, feelings, family, exactly how I feel. Tell yourself, you don't have to tell anybody else, but at least tell yourself. Exactly how you feel. At least tell the universe exactly how you feel. That's the only way you're going to get what you want in life. That's the only way. And if telling yourself, telling the universe, or those around you exactly how I feel, exactly how you feel, the next thing you need to decide if it's a deal breaker. That's your exercise today. Go around today telling people exactly how you feel. Because if you're not, that means you're suppressing it and you're going to get to a point where you can't get out of bed. Because when we have to suppress all that we are, we get to a point where we can't get out of bed. That's exactly how I feel. Thank you guys for hanging out on this beautiful Sunday. I hope you are somewhere where it is a beautiful Sunday. You're not in the path of the storm. If you are, I hope you were able to get out. Those of you that are hunkering down, bunkering down, getting ready to live stream every minute that we are watching. But we also praying for you because that's exactly how we feel. We feel you are crazy. <laughs> Y'all crack me up. They trying to survive, trying to, what do y'all call them? Uh, uh, riding out these storms with the hurricane parties and all that kind of stuff. Please be safe. Please be safe. Don't put yourself in harm's way uh, for us to, in, to entertain us and those kinds of things. But if that's exactly how you feel, do what you feel. Do what you feel. I'm Yolanda, y'all, at Dryer Buzz. How to get out of bed. It is literally how I get out of bed. Each and every day when the, the good Lord willing, the creek don't rise and I'm blessed with the breath of life, I will podcast something called how to get out of bed because I cannot get out. Y'all, and I know I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. 
I can't get out of bed without it. And if you feel like this is something I should be doing, you shouldn't be listening because that's exactly how I feel. I can't get out of bed without How to Get Out of Bed podcast. So do me one more favor. Can y'all do me just one more favor? Um, September 27th, September 27th, if, um, if you want to, and I keep saying the pre-order is coming, it's, I promise it is, it's Labor Day, honey. I, okay, it's coming, but 27 is to rock a podcast. If you want to use some of the tools that I use to express exactly how I feel, um, you check it out. It's coming. It's going to be the next, uh, in the series that we have done. If you go to Amazon, you can check out the series that we've done in the past, But now we've been working on how to evolve 27 answers and bring it back into the fold of Dryer Bus. It's coming back as Ask Dryer Bus. AskDryerBus.com right now is individual and organization and corporate consulting. But the answer platform is coming back September the 27th where you will be able to uh, grab all of the courses that we have done over the years. All the books that we're, we're designing courses around all of the nine books that are out there, 27 Answers to Create Buzz, 27 Answers to Grow Your Business, 27 Answers to Become a Household Name, 27 Answers to Rock Blogging, 27 Answers to Rock Networking, 27 Answers to Rock Like Beyonce, 27 Answers to Rock Like Oprah is More Than Nine, 27 Answers to Rock a Hashtag. Let me tell you, when I say hashtag dryer buzz, the one thing that will never change is your hashtag. Your domain may change, your phone number, your email, all that stuff. Y'all bounce around. But put that hashtag. Somebody asked me about something the other day, and I was able to give them the hashtag, and they were able to go ahead and filter the entire Internet for all of that information. And somebody asked me about a hashtag the other day about somebody else's stuff. And I was like, girl, they ain't got no hashtag. You're going to have to do a search. And they could not find it. I can't find it, can't find it. That's why you need to... Uh, come up with that hashtag. People will remember your hashtag. It's your search term and it's your filter. Um, what else is out there? 27 answers to rock social media. So all of those, we're taking those books and we're developing courses around it, giving you the workflows and, uh, and how to rock this thing. And that's what we're going to be doing, uh, on the conference season. I've been already invited to do several talks. My yes is out there that I'm going to return to the stage Returning to the events, returning to all the stuff that we used to do and for 2020, just needed to wrap up these five years. And, 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 and it's so awesome and amazing because even though I kept trying this year, I didn't realize that this was the fifth year. And that's what I prayed for, that I get those five years. It's like, no, you're not going yet. You go 2020. But 19, 2019, no, you ask, you ask the universe for five years, sister girl, you get five years. Y'all better know how to ask. You better get in your feelings. So all of that's coming, um, on September the 27th, it will be out there. And so get ready for that. Uh, and let me see. And I actually had that on there. But so if you're on the screen, you can see all you got to do so that you get the alerts and the notifications and become some of the first, if you want to do pre-order, you want to do the pre-sale, uh, go to dryerbuzz.com. The first thing and the only thing it's going to ask you for is your email address because all of our information is in your email. That is the one thing in all of the internet that has not changed is our email newsletter. And it went out this morning at 4 a.m. It goes out every 48 to 72 hours. 
depending on the amount of content that we have pushed out. You already know we push out a lot of content and the only way to stay up on everything and all things that I have said and done uh, for you about others um, cause it ain't like, Ooh, dry was it is. No, it's about others, pe- wonderful people and wonderful things that you need to know about. And if I've said it, you heard me say it, you saw me post it, can't find it, which you should be able to, but if you want it, uh, because you don't want to have to scroll all these different places, go to dryerbus.com, sign up and get that email newsletter, open it every time you get it, scroll it. Uh, because if you don't open it, you won't get it anymore. I put that in place. If you don't open it, I'm going to be in my feelings and you won't get it anymore. Okay. So you better go and, uh, open it. Right. I mean, I need you to know if you don't open it, you won't get the next one. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. You better go, go to your email. Uh, if you got me over your spam, got us in that spam folder or whatever, go and open one. Because if you don't open one, you will not get the next one. I don't need you affecting my open ratio, my numbers. You ain't going to, I don't give you the chance to impact my numbers like that. You're not going to be on my email list, not opening my email. Cause I have got to have a 60 to 75% open ratio. So if you don't open it, you won't get it no more. I'm in my fitness and that's exactly how I Hashtag Lizzo in the building. All right, y'all. Bye. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.